two words, cheese goblin. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. What is up, my inbox besties, besties? Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And I know, I know, I know, I told you we weren't going to hang out again till mid-August. And here I am. And you know what? The reason is, is that even though it is big three summit season, which by the way, is going on next week, the 19th through the 23rd. So make sure you head on over to the big three summit.com. This year, we are focused solely on audience growth. We're covering everything from TikTok and clubhouse to using free bundles and Pinterest and y'all. No wonder my Pinterest traffic has been like zero because I literally made every single mistake Carly said not to make. So make sure you head on over to the big three summit.com as soon as possible so that you do not miss any of the interviews. And so we can hang out next week live in the Facebook group. So we're going to have this episode here, which we'll talk about in a second. Then next week we're taking off. I will come back with a what to send your list in August because you guys were beating down my DMs because you're like, we're going to miss it. I'm like, all right. And then I'll take my two weeks off and come back August 18th with a regularly scheduled Wednesday morning and dates because I hurt you guys and just cannot stay away this long. So this sort of bonus ode is actually something that I've been thinking of doing for a long time. I have to be completely honest with you guys. I have neglected my health for so long that it got to the point where it was going to start to be a problem. Like the writing was on the wall and I don't want you guys to sacrifice your mind, body, soul, spirit, and mental health just to make money. And you guys know, like I'm all about with ease, but I'm also a creator and a hustler and that ADHD sparks up and I get hyper-focused and I just go. And so I want us to have almost like a quarterly check-in just to make sure like, you know, like how are your cortisone levels doing y'all? Like, are you taking care of yourself mentally and just, you know, not pouring from an empty cup? And so to kick off sort of this quarterly-esque series that we have, we have one of my buddies in actual real life. Like we've known each other, I say for 15 years, he's saying 14. I just think he doesn't want to feel old. We honestly almost wore matching outfits if I hadn't changed my shirt last minute during this interview. So that's going to tell you about how this interview is going to be going on. And that is Nick Anderson of Nick Anderson Fitness. And why I wanted Nick to come on is because he takes a really similar approach to health and fitness and eating, just like I do with marketing and money mindset and copywriting. It's very unintimidating. It's very fun loving. There's a lot of that mental aspect in there and nothing is demonized. Nothing is demonized. Hint why we were talking about cheats a little bit earlier in the intro. So in this episode, we are going to actually talk a little bit about Nick's journey of becoming an online entrepreneur. He's been doing his health coaching business, I think for about just about a year, maybe a year and a half at the time that this is going live. He does still work a full-time job. So we are going to talk about how do you fit in eating well and exercising when you, you know, are working a full-time job, trying to run a business, have a future wife at home. Like how do you get all of this done? So we're going to be tackling that as well. You're going to hear the story about how a Tupperware 
and a sandwich almost broke poor Nicholas. And you are also going to learn about something that I'm just starting to learn about, which is something called a calorie deficit. So we talk about that towards the very, very end, as long as what it's like working with a health coach, because it might be something that you're interested in. So we threw that in there as well. So let's go ahead and just let Kate and Nick take over. I will say, because we are friends, there are some innuendos in this episode and there's a lot of giggling, but I just left it in because me and you were besties too. All right, my inbox besties, besties. Like I had said in the intro, I'm super excited to have Nick Anderson with us because y'all, it's somebody I actually know in real life, which if you're like me and no one else around you and none of your friends in real life do businesses, it can get really lonely. So I am super excited. We do have Harold the Naughty Duck on standby because we tend to swear around each other. So it happens y'all, but we'll make sure we'll bleep them out in case if the kids are listening. So Nick, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody who you help. So I am Nick Anderson. I am an online fitness coach. I I would say specialize, but I don't know if specialize is the right word, but let's go with it. I specialize in just helping like average ordinary people, like probably yourself listening, uh, get started on their fitness journeys. And it can be anywhere from like someone who's never worked out before to someone who's been working out for years and just like wants to reel in what they're doing. Um, it's specialized in like helping people's relationships with food and not having to focus on being 100% in their fitness all the time, because I think that's something that people fall into that trap of. Oh, 100%. So guys, if your goal is to move more, if you want to get to a certain weight, or if you're like me and you just want to get strong enough to fight bears in the woods, like me and all the other TikTokers, like that's Kate's goal for things. Or if you're like, I can't sit still anymore. I definitely think that you're like Nick, especially guys, I have to call out before we do. Y'all love my Billy Brohim voice that we have. I think that you're going to like Joe douche. I have to think (laughs) in a crew together. So I know that Billy Brohim only comes out a couple of times a year, y'all, but I'm telling you, you're going to like this. Uh, We don't take things too seriously. So before we go in and really start talking about how it doesn't have to be an all or nothing with fitness and where people can start getting started and things for them to work on here in inbox besties, we know that it's not all rainbows and sunshines when running your business. So can you think back to a specific moment? It can be recently. It can be when you first started where you're just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. So this is actually a really good question because I am currently still working a nine to five job and I absolutely hate it. And we're going to definitely have to use that duck voice here because I'm going to quote my boss on this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Harold's on standby. It's all right. All right. So um, yeah, recently I was in a meeting and I was talking about what my workflow is and how I'm like, I work from home partially and I have to remote into my computer. I work in engineering, so we have to use a lot of like powerful software. Um, so I talked about that process and he was like, does anybody else think that's... And I was like, wow, that's just like great language to hear from your boss. And that was kind of when I was like, all right, I need to work on getting out of this and being full-time at running my own business because it's what I want to do. It's what I'm passionate about. And I don't care about my actual job anymore. So... I think that was my big moment. Actual jobs of many. are the worst. It's one of many. <laughs> one of many. But no, for everyone though that is working a nine to five, I always like to tell people just think of it as another income stream. It can be your least favorite thing, but just think of it as another income stream. It's just like fueling your dreams. You'll know successful people have multiple streams. And I think it sort of like gets it out there, but I know that it can be really, really hard 
when this is something that you guys want to do. And now you're spending all of this other time doing something you hate. You know, I think it's, it's actually a really good situation for me because I do hate this job, but there's a lot of downtime in it. And I use a lot of that downtime to focus on building up my website and all that stuff. So it sucks, but it's kind of a blessing too. <laughs> well, there you go. So see, it all works out. So even though it wasn't sunshines and rainbows, it was a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what I really like about your philosophy, and maybe that's why we've always gotten along so well, is that you don't have this really like all or nothing attitude and you take things seriously, but to a point, like it's fun. Kind of like here, y'all, we talk about like Sir Mix a lot, liking big butts and so does your email list. And that's why I was like, you know what? We want to start having different business owners on the podcast with different things. We have a couple set of ladies that sell party supplies. You guys are going to be hearing them in August, which I absolutely love. So what is your, for somebody who is like, man, I need to lose this baby weight from growing the business because business baby weight is a thing. Mm. What would you say that they need to sort of have in order or the approach that you take your clients through? Number one thing that you need is consistency. I think, and this goes back to definitely like the all or nothing thing. The number one thing that people will start thinking about is they'll want to go all in right away, like eat cauliflower every single meal, like cauliflower, cauliflower, cauliflower. And then all of a sudden, like their brother's birthday party comes up and then they want to eat pizza. So they eat pizza and then they feel shame about it. And they go back all the way down to 0% effort for a much longer time than they were at that 100% effort. But really, if you were just at a piece of like, I don't know, even 50% effort, 50% of the time, that's way better than 100% for two days and 0% for a month and then repeating that cycle. So just finding a little bit of balance and consistency is way more important than just trying to go all in needing nothing but cauliflower and kale, because that is just miserable and no one wants to do that. And if you think you want to do that, you are lying to yourself. You know it. (laughs) It is going to stink where y'all are at. So I like that whole, like, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing attitude. You guys know here that we talk about business about like, and the 80, 20 rule, right? So 20% of your effort is going to get you 80% of your results. That's why we're focusing on email marketing because it gets you the biggest bang for your buck. So what do you think ends up really happening for people when, where do they start derailing? I guess would be if they're like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to do this. They're like, Mm, that consistency, how can they get back in the wagon? So the biggest thing here is once you have one bad day, it doesn't ruin everything for you. You, You're always one meal away from getting off to a good start again. So let's say you do have that, like you eat half a pizza. Let's, Let's be real. We all do it from time to time. I do it. And I think everyone I know does it. But after that half a pizza, you don't have to like go and be like, all right, well, I ruined everything for today. So let me go eat a gallon of ice cream too. Like you just get back on track your next meal and you'll be fine and just keep going from there and allow those moments to happen and be okay with them, which is a lot easier said than done. Some of us have feel a lot of shame around food, which is hard to get over. Food guilt is a very real thing, but it doesn't have to be. And I think working towards wanting to just be okay with eating what you might consider a bad food. I'm using air quotes here Mm -hmm. because there's no such thing as a bad food, but. (gasps) (laughs) Well, gas, what? There's no such thing as bad food. Are you sure about that? Absolutely. (laughs) I think the moment we start to demonize 
uh, certain foods is the moment that we'll want them more. Like, let's say you can never have a Big Mac again. The first thing you're going to want is a Big Mac. And you'll be thinking about a Big Mac until you can have it again. And when you'll have it, you'll be like, well, I might as well get my money's worth here. I should get three. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think anyone's actually eating three Big Macs. Maybe there are. And that's probably not okay. Don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to put the hard stop on that one, y'all. I know that you're always like, oh, let you make your own mistakes. No, no, we're going to put a hard stop on that. So <laughs> I really really want to dive into a little bit more about that shame piece. I have to say myself, my own fitness journey, ever since we moved, I just can't sit still anymore. So I'm just like, oh, well. And so I just work out. It's fun. It's great. But I think that what people really need to get, especially if they think, quote, like I let themselves go or it's been so long. I don't think that you can hate yourself skinny. I think that you have to love yourself strong. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really the way to sort of go to this. So do you see that that emotional aspect, that sort of mental aspect is usually what's holding kind of people back again with those like no foods. So like I could eat potatoes and it's fine. I'm not an awful person. Yeah. I think, I think that's one of the big things holding people back. And again, it's just like people trying to go hundred percent in and restricting certain foods. I, I know I was a victim of this a long time ago. There was a moment in my life very long ago where I thought cheese would make me fat. And just for the record, no food in isolation will make you gain fat. You have to eat more calories than your body needs to gain fat. But I was, I was a firm believer in cheese makes you fat, but I always had shredded cheese in my fridge for some reason. And I would like not have it for a week or two. And then it'd be like midnight on a Saturday and I'd like to feel that cheese in the fridge calling my name. And I would literally be shoveling shredded cheese into my mouth. Like I was a goblin that just escaped from captivity into a store that exclusively sold shredded cheese. <laughs> it was rough. And, and that is a big contributor of why I had gained so much weight during that period is because I would just eat the foods that I couldn't have. I would overeat them because I felt like I couldn't have them. Oh man, the cheese goblin. Y'all, I think we might have to make a hashtag for this episode, cheese goblin. Like <laughs> I tell that story often. I should, <laughs> that should definitely be a hashtag. 100% cheese goblin. It's going to happen. I just want to like pull that apart for a second, guys. Just like, again, and this is why I really wanted to talk about this because it does have such a parallel to business. And I'm aware, and we'll talk a little bit about like time management and concrete places to actually start. But like one launch, one bad email is not going to ruin everything. I think that that probably, I'm guessing the snowball effect from being the hashtag cheese goblin or gremlin, which one are we going with for the cheese? Yeah, I usually go with goblin, but I kind of like gremlin. The we can go with goblin. whichever. They're interchangeable. <laughs> it's fine, y'all. You'll find us. I'd love to know what everyone else's sort of food is that like the thing where it's just like, I would eat a million of it. And they would just be like, oh, now it's all over. Do you think that when people are willing to start forgiving themselves and start not demonizing food anymore, because no one food is bad and it's all about balance. Do you think that they should start with what they put in their mouth? Or do you think they should start with how they move their body? <laughs> definitely, definitely what they put in their mouth. Because um, I think both are great. Obviously both are great. Uh, love putting, <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> um, where was I going with this? 
really got distracted there for a minute. Okay. Um, yes. So, so weight right. loss in or fat loss, I should say fat loss in general fat comes loss. down to how many calories you are putting in your body. And there's an argument here that says you can burn more calories by doing more exercise, which partially true, but a lot of times your fitness watch or whatever you're using will be vastly overestimating how many calories that you're actually burning. Like it'll say like 600 and you really probably burned like 150. And then people will eat those calories back, not realizing that they're actually putting themselves way out of a calorie deficit by doing so. That's a whole other topic. But yeah, I think starting with what you eat is a lot easier to control how many calories you are having that is close enough to your goal. And another thing I'd just like to touch on here is that you don't have to eat 1200 calories, which is what my fitness pal will probably recommend to you. Um, you can, we'll talk about this at the end, but like you can find a little tip to how to calculate your calories on my website. If you look for it after the podcast, um, don't eat 1200. That's bad, but start, start with, your food. And then you can add the exercise in. And a lot of times that helps fuel the decisions throughout your day for food. Like if you start the day on a good note by, I don't know, going on a bike ride or lifting some weights, like you'll want to continue the healthy habits throughout the day. So there's definitely benefit to both, but it's a lot easier to control what you eat than try to control your weight loss through exercise. That is that's really interesting. Of course, I'm exactly the opposite. I'm like, <laughs> I just want y'all to move for five minutes. That's all I'm asking for is for five minutes. It's like, that's what we do on the bike. It's like, we have my little workout pals over on Instagram stories. Liz, y'all have heard Liz on the podcast, another email marketer. She does her running in the morning, although she's in Florida. So I know how she's doing. And I do my bike in the morning and we just, you know, we have fun and it doesn't matter if it's five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 something that's all that I want y'all to think about is something is better yeah five minutes of exercise is is better than no minutes of exercise even if you're doing five minutes every day like that adds up over time just keep doing it I think that it has that snowball effect and I think absolutely it's really sort of magical and what I like about your holistic approach I think you had had Nick is like super active on Instagram y'all you had one it was like this little like meal plan sort of a thing. And it showed like everyone was like, there's like salads and like fish or whatever. And then like two of those days, there's like an ice cream and one of them has a donut. And so I just really like that approach of like you said, nothing is off limits. It's just a matter of where you put it mm-hmm. because then it's like, oh, the other thing I don't want y'all to do. And I'm sure that Nick has this issue with his clients as well. I don't want you working out just so you can eat the donut. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, that we, we don't reward ourselves with food, y'all. That's yeah, food is never a, war, a reward. I, like, how many minutes does a cheetah do on the elliptical before it takes down a gazelle? Like, it doesn't have to earn its food, and neither do you. Being human is hard enough. You don't have to earn your food. You don't have to earn your food. I absolutely love that. So, when you are actually, you know what? This is a question that I think a lot of people are going to get. How does actually working with a health and fitness coach online actually work? It's a good question. Um, so I, a lot of coaches are different. So I'll just give my approach, obviously. But um, basically what happens is I'll write up a workout program for my clients. Usually it'll be three, four days a week, sometimes less. Sometimes like if it's a busy single mom, like maybe two days a week, Um 
all your exercises are linked in there. It shows you what to do, how to do them. And then I'll give you a calorie target. I'll give you a nice little Google spreadsheet that we both look at. Make sure you're being consistent. Um, And on the days that you're not consistent, we can talk through it. I I communicate with most of my clients either through text or WhatsApp. Uh, We're in, in contact mostly daily. Some clients, like I don't hear from them for weeks and they're just like killing it silently. And others, like they need to have that constant support of like, I'm going to a picnic today. What do I do? Oh my God. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Would you just have one plate of food? You'll, you'll be great. And they'll be like, yeah, all right. I had a burger and it was awesome. (laughs) And now I'm moving on with my, my day. Um, Yeah. That's, that's kind of how it works. Just like that constant support. And that's the difference between having an online coach versus an in-person coach because that in-person trainer is only with you for that hour workout that you're there. And then once you go off for the rest of the day, the other 23 hours are up to you and that's where you can go and eat three Big Macs and then your coach will be able to help you with that. They don't know that you're doing it. So, and I'm going to just address this because I feel like this is a question that is coming up and I want you all to stop it. Do you, have you ever dealt with someone who's a prospective client or it could be like a friends and family? Cause I'm guessing that's how you got started with just sort of people, you know, have you found anyone that you feel is too intimidated to get started with a coach? Like they feel like they have to get fit or before they actually go to a coach that's supposed to help them. So then they get in like this vicious cycle. Absolutely. I was actually just talking to one of my very first clients the other day and we had like an hour long talk. And she was very scared to do it at first because a lot of trainers out there, they're like the kind of people that will make you cry at the end. Like they're the in your face, like yell at you type of person. That's obviously not who I am if you haven't figured that out by now. (laughs) But people are afraid of that and they're afraid that that's what their experience is going to be like and that they need to be fit in order to get into that Um area of training is to just feel like they're already at a certain point Mm -hmm. but I think a lot if not most coaches are there to help people who don't know what they're doing and that's what we're there for we're not here to to start with someone who already knows what they're doing there are plenty of other people that can help you with that but I'm here for the beginners like let's go I love that all right so We've decided, you know what? We're going to go fight bears with Kate. We are, we're down with this. We enjoy the fact that we can have a mocha latte and it doesn't matter because we make sure everything else is deliciously balanced in our eating. But where do we find the time to do all of this? It's a great question. And this again, goes back to that single mom that I referenced earlier. And it's, it all comes down to what you can fit into your life. If you're the type of person that can go to the gym five days a week, great, go for it. If you're not, that's fine. Like 10 minutes of exercise, a couple days a week, is it's a start. And it's something that, again, like you said, it can snowball. Like 10 minutes will turn into 15 and 15 to 20. But finding that time that is going to be best for you. For me, like I work a nine to five and I run my own business. So it's hard to find that time. So I make sure I go on the weekends in the morning when I have nothing to do. Like just those free times that you have, take 20 minutes and do something, take five minutes, whatever. Even if you have to split it up throughout the day, just wherever you can find that time, it doesn't matter. As long as you have it and use it wisely, that's it. As long as you have time and you use it 
widely. There's somebody that I had heard and I always wish that I could remember her name, but I think that she got it from somebody else. But it's like, it's not like you don't have time. You just don't have the right priorities because you could prioritize it. But again, you cannot shame and guilt yourself into this priority. Um, I think James Clear, he talks about it in Atomic Habits. Like you have to like, just like become the person like, oh, I'm just this type of person. Yeah, I just finished reading that book actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really great book. And I'm just like, you get me every time, James Clear, you get me every time. And I think that that's kind of what happens is that people need to sort of step into that identity. And again, not not let those small setbacks really like hold them back and derail them and all this. Like at some point, you guys know, we talk a lot about like manifesting and stuff here on the channel. Like at some point you just get that, like, well, of course it's going to be a hundred thousand dollar launch. Just like if I drop this off the table, of course it's going to work. Well, of course, of course it doesn't matter that I eat this pizza because the rest of the day it's going to be fine, but you've got to build yourself up to that guys. You just need to. So I want to hear a little bit more before we go off, because you had said that your approach, again, exact opposite of me over <laughs> here is all about like what y'all are eating first. So like, what did you mean by like a calorie deficit and like what type of like, does someone have to meal plan or use like those stupid containers or like Hold any on, of those? Containers, Kate, do not get me started. <laughs> <laughs> why do you it was a visceral reaction y'all up out of chair mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. because i did it and oh, yeah right. Right, this was right. before i like knew anything um yeah i did the containers and i stuck with it like very well and there's there was a lot in that like whole container program about foods that are off limits like white bread uh, god forbid you have white bread and all right, I'll tell you a story here because I, this is like my favorite story ever. <laughs> I thought the cheese gremlin one was. Uh, th- it's a close second, but this one, it's like a very real and very emotional story to me. So it, it kind of cuts me deep. Um, <laughs> I was doing the stupid container thing and it was all timed. Like you had to eat uh, whatever, your green container and your blue container at 10 a.m. And then your red and I don't remember the colors. I'm trying to never, block it out. <laughs> Mine would never have the lids. They would never be washed. Never, y'all. Never. So anyway, I'm at this um, meeting at my company. It was like this big meeting. We were having these clients down and lunch was provided. And I, they were having Panera. I couldn't have I couldn't have white bread. Oh, my God. So ah. I, ate, I ate my blueberries or whatever at 10 o'clock. And then lunchtime rolls around and everybody's eating sandwiches. And the project manager's like, hey, Nick, like, what's going on? Why aren't you eating a sandwich? And I'm like... Oh, uh, I was really embarrassed. Like, oh, I ate earlier. I'm, I'm not hungry. So they're like, all right, fine, whatever, weirdo. <laughs> and then at that, it's like, when you're going to yourself, can I fake having to go have diarrhea? Probably <laughs> an issue with your eating plan. <laughs> if that's your go-to, oh, I gotta go stomach fuck. Like, come on, y'all. So at the end of the day. Um, there was like a couple sandwiches left over and that same guy was like, Hey, like take a sandwich home with you. I know you didn't have one. And I'm like, just to be polite. I'm like, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it home. Knowing as soon as I get home, I'm going to throw it in the trash, but I get stuck in traffic on the way home. And I swear the sandwich is staring at me. I can feel its eyes on me from the passenger seat. And I'm like, just a bite. By the way, I don't even like Panera, but I'm like, just a bite. 
And then I take a bite. And then the next thing you know, the sandwich is gone. And I feel this overwhelming shame and guilt about eating a sandwich. A sandwich. Oh. And it's all because these containers made me believe that I couldn't <laughs> eat these things. So that's why my approach is what it is, is that very Panera sandwich is the reason. What was your question? <laughs> I was talking about the approach again, how I'm all like, just get yourself moving and then you'll want to actually tackle your food. But some people really want to start with the food process first, like you recommend. And so I just wanted to know like what makes the Nick Anderson approach to food different? Like, how does it work? And then that's how we got <laughs> triggered with the containers. I'm just like, what? Oh God, y'all. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that my approach is different than, than most. Um, I mean, maybe because there's a lot of like diet culture stuff out there saying that you need to do keto or whatever. Again, another one, don't get me started on that. I didn't do that oh, one, would, thankfully. I would die. Having no gallbladder, like literally I would keel over y'all. Yikes. Um, but yeah, I think you asked what a calorie deficit is, which is a very important question. Um, basically your body loses fat when it's consuming less calories than your body needs for the day. So like your body's using calories, not just for movement, but also to, for like your thinking, for your heart beating, it's, it's using calories daily. And that's actually where most of your calories are burned is through just like daily functions. Um, so as long as you're eating less calories than your body needs for the day, over time, you will lose body fat. So it doesn't matter what you're eating, just how much of what you're eating. And that's where the term calorie deficit comes from. Gotcha. Um, but I'm going to go with, it's probably, I don't want to use the term better because I feel like that's polarizing, but it's probably better to be getting some things that are a little bit more nutritious for you. Yes, absolutely. Like, oh, I can have this many calories. Nick's going to let us know how you guys can tabulate your calories because I know that you're all interested in a second, like this 12 pack of donuts versus all of this other food. Because I know the other half of my fitness journey was I started just taking the doctor recommended iron, magnesium, and D3. And I felt so much better y'all like so much better. turns out she was super anemic. So (laughs) (laughs) make sure that you are actually eating something that's good, but you can have something that is, I shouldn't say good, something that is nutritious. That's going to fuel you. Cause that was my biggest problem. It turns out, why are you so tired? You've got no iron in there. Yeah. In, in theory, you could lose fat by eating a calorie deficits worth of Big Macs every day. And in theory, you can do the same by eating a calorie deficits worth of cauliflower all day, but I don't recommend either because they're going to make you feel terrible. Both are like, (laughs) (laughs) you'd feel so full all the time from like pounds of cauliflower in your stomach and you would be in the bathroom all the time from Big Macs. So like balance the two. And if you don't like cauliflower, that's great. Don't eat cauliflower. Only eat foods you enjoy. Only eat foods you enjoy. And everyone's like, but I enjoy all the bad foods. Remember, mm-hmm. no foods are bad anymore. But so we're taking away the, the whole label. It's not if, a thing. If you don't like vegetables, though, like just eat them. Like nobody liked coffee at first when they first started drinking them. It's an acquired taste. You have <laughs> Shut to up, Nicholas. just eat vegetables sometimes. Not You don't have to eat them all the time, but like eat some broccoli. There's got to be one. You're going to be fine. Yeah, there's got to be one you like. Or is decent enough that you can get down. Again, I'm with you. Ooh, 
cauliflower it's mm. fine but i don't yeah. think i'd want the house smelling like cauliflower all of the time yeah cauliflower is a great substitute for rice if you don't like joy in your life so <laughs> oh wah, wah, wah. we're gonna have to play the sad trombone harold get the trombone <laughs> So where can people learn more about your approach to fitness? Where can they hang out with you online? Tell us all that good stuff, figure out the calorie deficit, all that nice. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Nick Anderson Fitness. You can also check out my website, nickandersonfitness.com. Working on putting some new articles up there for you guys to read. There's one about how to track calories, how to figure out a calorie deficit. Um, So check those out. And yeah. What about your podcast? Oh my God. Yeah. I have a podcast. It's called Real Talk with Nick Anderson and you can find that on (laughs) Spotify. Oh my God. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And there'll be a link to it y'all in the show notes because you're already listening to this now. So you can go over there. I really, I do listen to the podcast and I like that it's a variety of people that you sort of talk about in their approach and their journeys and all of that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I interview people about their fitness journeys and some of the mistakes that they've made. And I think a lot of people relate to those and are like, wow, I, I feel that. And I think it helps a lot of people. At least I hope it does. I get a lot of good feedback about it. So yeah, so real, feel talk good. With, real talk with Nick Anderson. Yes. All right. We'll put a link to that down below. I'm guessing you're on all of the places, the Spotify, the iTunes. Of course. Yep. All right. Is there any other thing that you think that the listeners who are time strapped or who maybe have a bad relationship with food or with fitness what can they actually start doing today that's going to make it a little bit easier? Um, just take it a little bit at a time. Like, don't worry about going hard. Just start today with just like eating a vegetable. Have a salad today. That's it. And then the rest of your meals, like do whatever. Just start with a salad or a vegetable. Eat a, eat a piece of broccoli, some fruit. <laughs> eat some cauliflower, y'all. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Nick. It was an absolute blast. And look, guys, I hope you helped this bonus episode. Like I said, at Unbox Besties, we're going to be start interviewing a lot of people from a lot of different industries because y'all know the infopreneur space can get very echoey chambery. So I hope that you enjoyed and uh, make sure you listen to Nick's podcast and I'll see you guys later. All right, guys. I think that that was a really great way to kick off our wellness series. Again, it could just be because it's my friend, but I really want to bring back what Nick was talking about, how if your goal is to like lose fat, right? And not just like weight, weight. Again, you don't need things like weird shakes or weird drinks or wraps or any of that sort of stuff. It's really about focusing on balanced nutrition. It's about letting yourself enjoy, but not going overboard. It's about getting that 50% and a little bit better. Again, it's okay to eat that donut. That's not going to end all be all. What's going to end all be all is that all or nothing approach. And we talked about what to do if you need to focus on what you put in your mouth more versus what you need to move more. And if you're in camp, move more like Kate is slash was, then realize that like I'm not moving for the sake of being able to eat things because I can eat anything. But when I started moving more, when I started lifting, when I started doing all of these things, I just didn't really find that stuff too appealing. And because I know that somebody is going to ask, I'm going to repeat the things that I had to start taking just normal vitamins, nothing like weird iron because I was anemic. So get yourself tested. 
vitamin D, which most people are vitamin D deficiency. So I take D3. And then the last one I started taking was a magnesium. And what that did is it got rid of this brain fog that I knew I had, but I did not realize how bad it was. But again, I still have my iced coffees. If I feel like a donut, I will have a donut, but I just honestly just don't feel like them too much anymore. And I think that that's a really great place to sort of be in. And again, I will definitely keep you guys up to date on what's going on with my fitness journey. If you're into it as well, by no means is this ever going to become a health and fitness podcast. I love marketing and making money too much, but I do want to start incorporating sort of these quarterly checkups to make sure that you are taking care of yourself just as well as you are taking care of your audience. Again, there's links to everything in the show notes. Real Talk with Nick Anderson. It's down below here. And I will see you guys at the Big Three Summit next week. Yay! Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And for even more free value-soaked resources and a community of online entrepreneurs that actually get it, head on over to keetdoster.com forward slash group to unlock your free membership to the Super Friends secret layer. And if you were one of my action takers listening over here on iTunes, thanks. Make sure that you leave a rating and review before you leave. I know it seems teeny tiny, but it makes a big world of difference in me being able to provide you with more dangerously practical tips and tricks for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. Later days.